0: In this episode, Will Hatton, also known as the Broke Backpacker, shares his predictions on how the travel industry will look post-coronavirus and has some great advice for people who were making money from the sector pre-pandemic.
1: Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling.
0: Hi, it is Kim and Phil with you sharing Will's thoughts and advice alongside headlines surrounding travel and the pandemic. And what are they,
2: Phil? Several countries across Africa, the Middle East and Asia have put in new measures because it's Ramadan coming up. So that means uh, they've reduced and relax some curfews and uh, relax some bans on public gatherings so that uh, people can celebrate that very important religious festival. Meantime, there are fears Africa could become the latest coronavirus epicentre with a 43% jump in the number of cases at the time of recording and their testing, of course, is very limited because they just don't have the resources. The USA-Canada border will remain closed to travellers crossing for non-essential purposes including tourism and recreation for another 30 days. But movement of cross-border workers and commercial traffic is still being allowed. Delta Airlines says it will take three years to recover post-COVID-19 and their CEO says safety will not be limited to just flight safety but will expand it to personal safety too. I think airlines and lots of tour providers are going to have to do that as well because of the fear factor when we all come back. Finally, the New York Times has temporarily dropped its travel section and in addition to the travel section, the sports section will be temporarily suspended because there's no sport. Well, the broke backpacker is one of the world's most
0: successful travel blogs and it allows Will Hatton to live his dream life, earning money while he travels. But has his income suffered given the pandemic? Basically, I kicked it off with <laughs> is the broke backpacker broke.
1: I am not broke at this point in time <laughs> uh, because I have been practicing good financial discipline um, and diversifying into other spaces, which is what we're focusing on doing at the moment. I mean I am I obviously like I've got a lot of different travel companies, uh, travel businesses, and all, all of them are running at a loss at the moment, uh, which we can do for a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm not, not broke, but um keeping my eye on the horizon and trying to find new opportunities and trying not to despair for sure.
0: Well, having those extra travel businesses outside of where you started from, you were, and there's the new buzzword, pivoting long before um, travellers were in isolation thinking that they had to pivot. So I really think it would be valuable if you had some points or or a lesson, um, some things to think about for those people that have been, you know, travelling unconsciously, blogging, writing, photographing, you know, they're not getting any income, a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the travel niche has been hit the hardest out of, out of any space um, from coronavirus. And there's, there's lots of um, independent travel creators out there at the moment, content creators who are not able to make any money. Uh, it, it, it's a very, very difficult position to be in right now. And I think that um, recognising that and recognising that it isn't going to go away anytime soon is important. And this this is a time where you can take those skills that you've learned, you know, maybe you're an incredible copywriter, maybe you're an incredible photographer, maybe you've got great web design skills or, um, you know, great SEO skills or marketing skills or whatever, pivot. Do something different, go into Google Trends, find out what people are looking for at the moment and build a second income stream on something that is Corona proof, but also won't go away once Corona is over. So, for example, I would suggest that it would not be a smart idea to start creating content about masks because whilst, you know, you might be able to make a great bit of money now, it's still going to take time to rank that content. And uh, once coronavirus has gone away, you won't be able to make anything. Instead, a better niche to look into would be something in, say, the home and garden space, because that's a space which is really exploding in popularity at the moment because everyone's stuck at home. But once coronavirus goes away, people are still going to be spending money on home and garden. So it might mean that you have to take your skills and it might mean that you have to work on something that you're not as passionate about as travel, but ultimately, You know, this is uh, if, if you are working for yourself, if you are a location independent entrepreneur, the dream is working for yourself. It's not specifically working in a travel space.
0: And with that idea of home and garden, you don't have to be Martha Stewart. You could take, for instance, if you're interested in, you know, herbs, you could try and grow yourself a Thai garden.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, right, all of this information is already out there. So if you're good at creating content and if you're good at creating websites and marketing your content, you just have to do a bit of basic reading um, to figure out uh, you know, what topics you want to cover and what information you need to include and then repackage it into your own info or uh, document your learning experience as you go into learning about a new space. So we're doing a few new spaces now, which we're learning about um, and our first bits of content will effectively be documenting our experience as we learn more about these spaces. So we're, we're doing our home and garden site, which is something I know very little about at the moment.
0: <laughs> well, that is great advice. So looking at the uh, industry long-term, what do you think the repercussions will be?
1: I mean, I have had a look at some of the models. Obviously, I'm not a doctor or a data analyst. I think that, I, I, I don't know when this is going to go away, but I do think that we're going to get to a point, hopefully, relatively soon where in many nations domestic travel becomes possible again and I think that that would actually be quite an exciting opportunity for people to see the beauty of their own backyard in a way that maybe they wouldn't have appreciated before so hopefully people will be you know going on camper vanning trips hiking trips camping trips these kind of awesome uh, adventures that they can do in their own backyard relatively soon and then I'm I'm hoping that there will be some countries which will um come out of this fairly quickly and i'm anticipating that if that does happen those countries will uh become pretty hot from the point of view of people wanting to visit um but you know it's really 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 hard to tell because of the travel restrictions and quarantine rules it's you know it's how long is a piece of string i i, I don't know at the moment but i'm i'm hoping that, um, Sooner rather than later, we will see some kind of bounce back in the travel industry. But I think that if you are working in the travel industry, you've got to be conservative and assume it's going to be a while.
0: We've seen airlines close and, and operators close. Yeah. Um, and airlines, uh, they, that's a tough one because you're talking about a lot of money. But a lot of these um, tour operators that have had to close, do you think they can bounce back? And will they have to offer something different?
1: I think that... And um, this is very much going to be a survival of the fittest uh, type scenario. So, companies which um, were already kind of ahead of the pack and um, were able to offer something unique, um, or were able to foster a real sense of uh, brand loyalty, I, I think will be okay. But um, if you've got just an average Joe kind of company, and it, 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 it's you know it's a very heavy company to run it's bleeding money every month i, th- I think we're going to see a lot of companies business, to be honest but um whilst that's obviously a pretty dire thought there is opportunity in that for those who are able to survive and those who are able to um stand out from amongst the crowd uh, if you are oper- if you are operating something special and offering something unique i think that those companies will survive and end up actually taking a larger slice of the pie than they have beforehand
0: Now, I've had a lot of conversations as we reel out these uh, COVID-19 podcasts, uh, the people that have been affected by it within the industry and what it will look like post-coronavirus. A lot Mm. of the conversation has been around sustainable travel, which it was before this. But, and I mentioned to you before we started recording, I chatted to somebody recently who's decided not to travel again and at least for a few years and not Mm. by uh, plane because she's seen what has happened to the planet in such a short period of time since we've been forced Stop. to slow down. So what do you think will happen within that sector, thats sustainable travel?
1: I think there's quite a few things to talk about there. So firstly, like obviously the silver lining of the situation at the moment is that um, air quality has drastically improved, but it would be really inaccurate to say that that is just down to um, the easing of flights because everything has shut down. Um, like, uh, a lot of heavy factories have shut down. Power plants have shut down. There isn't the same um, need or demand for oil or any any other kind of um, fossil fuel at the moment. So that's a really big part of why we're seeing these awesome increases in air quality. I don't think that's not you know I mean people need to fly. I think that. Um, If you have the opportunity to travel without flying, then awesome. Um, I hitchhiked to the UK, uh, sorry, to to India from the UK. I also hitchhiked to Africa from the UK. Both awesome, awesome journeys. Uh, But if you only get two or three weeks off work um, a a year, obviously that isn't, you know, that isn't an option. So people are going to still need to fly. I think that um, traveling sustainably is, there's a lot more to that than just not, flying i mean if you if you travel and you're buying a plastic water bottle two or three times a day and throwing it in the trash when there's no recycling in that country that's far worse than flying um i I, obviously i live in bali and there's a huge plastic problem here um i travel around pakistan a lot there's a huge plastic problem there um so i think that traveling sustainably there's more to it than just not flying It's, it's really about your actions when you are in a country making sure that you're doing what you can to ensure that the money you are spending is going into uh, local pockets rather than big hotel chains that are often um, you know from the u s or europe um, yeah i think I think really there 's a lot in your overall actions to make sure you do travel responsibly and a part of that is um, is trying to interact with local people, spend money in local businesses and uh, reducing plastic pollution is that 's like my pet hate because that 's something i 'm pretty passionate about is is always making sure I, I never buy plastic bowls when i 'm traveling i 've got like a um, a filtration bottle so I can put like literally brown water in it and it comes out crystal clear, tastes fine. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty big question. Hopefully that answers some of it
0: yeah it does and speaking of those bottles we've spoken with uh, grail before who even yeah support, it, it, supply is them. it is grail yeah.
1: it is a grail bottle and they're so good
0: they are good aren't they they even supply them to our scholarship winners now as part of the kind awesome. of booty pack yep now among the talking points that you sent were wellness certificates that's been something else that's popped up very similar to what's required with yellow fever vaccinations that you have to show yes. to get into some countries so what what do you think will happen
1: there Well, I'm not sure if you've seen, but as of this morning, Chile has just announced that they are going to have um, immunity certificates that will be handed out to people who have had COVID and have recovered. Um, If this system takes off around the world, this will be a really fantastic way for uh, economies and travel to bounce back faster because it will mean you will have a set group of people who have had COVID, have recovered, have got their certificate. And that means they can go back to mingling. They can go back to work. um, They can travel again. They can go through airports without risk. So I'm really, really excited about this idea. And if they combine it with um, rapid testing, like five minute drive-through testing, um, then they should pretty quickly be able to give out a lot of these certificates because, of course, a huge number of people have had COVID, um, have recovered and aren't even aware of the fact that they had COVID. Um, so this, 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 I think, will really allow us to separate people who are no longer a risk from everybody else and then those, that, that group of people at least can go back to work.
0: Also, uh, among the talking points, you mentioned bizarre insurance claims from the road now for the light relief. What do you mean by that?
1: Oh, well, I could write a whole post on that, to be honest, and some of these stories would probably be better told um, as a post, Uh, so maybe I'll put that together for you, but, you know, there's been some pretty entertaining uh, travel claims uh, that I've made and that my team have had to make, you know, um, so one of my friends dropped uh, his DSLR camera down a long drop toilet and spent about an hour trying to get it out with a walking pole before it like sunk beneath the waves <laughs> and was lost forever more. Um, so that was, that was a pretty good one. That's what I was thinking of anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll put that post together. I like reading about it. Yeah, those I will for sure. Things. I
1: will, no worries.
0: Now, Bali, it's been a hot spot too
1: for coronavirus. How are you doing? I'm fine. I mean, um, things here for people who are actually living here versus people who are visiting here haven't changed too much can't go down the beach, can't, can't walk with dogs down the beach. Um, there's occasionally like ad hoc roadblocks thrown up, um, uh, but that's pretty much it, to be honest. Like all the tourist um, attractions are closed, but I live here, so I don't go to the tourist attractions anyway. Most restaurants and bars are closed, uh, but you can still get food delivery. There's still a few decent places open. At the moment, Bali seems to be doing significantly better than uh, a lot of other countries in Southeast Asia. Uh, Well, obviously Bali is part of Indonesia, Indonesia itself uh, has been hit by like a significant amount of cases, but Bali seems to be doing okay. Um, On the other hand, it's unclear if the reporting is being done accurately. So uh, me and my group who are here, I've got several of my team uh, live out in Bali with me. Uh, We're all just, we're all just pretty much staying home. Uh, I I go out maybe twice a week just to go down to the hostel site to make sure it's still moving, which it is, which is awesome. but besides that, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a stay-at-home scenario, really.
0: Well, thanks for the insight, particularly those tips on going into Google Trends and seeing what people want to hear about. I think uh, I might do that myself over a
1: vodka. Abs- absolutely, <laughs> do. I, I tell you, um, there's a it was a lot of. I think you know, um, during this time as well, there's a lot of opportunity, right? You know, it's um, if if you been wanting to learn about something or foster a skill or develop uh, a passion project now is the time to do that Um, and that's kind of how we're trying to see it over here we have uh, several whiteboards all over the place with ideas that we're wanting to develop so we're like well we can't go out we can't travel our option is to just get really drunk every day or to work on these passion projects. So after about two weeks of getting really drunk every day, we've now decided to get to work.
0: Thank you so much, Will. Now let's all head to Google Trends and see where we can apply our skills next, Phil. <laughs> uh,
2: look, if you have got a story about your experience in the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, then please do let us know. Email podcast at worldnomads.com. Bye.
0: The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.